SEN Test Cricket for Tyre Power, hitting sixes during the winter sale, Falcon Tyres 25% off. Adam Collins and Brat Sunder Asen were on the turf here at Hittingley after a, a gutsy, famous win for England by three wickets on a famous Ashes venue. Leeds always delivers on a Sunday afternoon, made it even better for the home side. Harry Brook making 75, Chris Wakes 32 not out at the end, vital. There with Mark Wood who's up there on the balcony. There Player of the match, fitting that he was there when the winning runs were struck. Um, they needed this. It seems a fitting result that we go to Manchester 2-1 given the cricket we've seen across 14 absorbing days. Honestly, it would have been unfair if Australia went to Manchester 3-0. Just the way the series has played out. Yes, they have been the better team, you can say. No wonder they are ahead in the series because they won the big moments but today was England's turn to win uh, those big moments and you can see in the background uh, the English players and the Australian players mingling so hey everything's hunky-dory now the relationship's fine uh, so you know it was again it, it just summed up how the series has been even today chasing down 251 there were periods when England were in front uh, they looked to be in control of the run chase and then Australia hit back and then it was again time for England to uh, not consolidate. They don't consolidate, do they? Uh, but to go find a way of building a partnership. And then they lost wickets, especially with Stokes and Besto. And eventually, what did Stuart Broad say before the start of play? We want to chase this down like a 50-over run chase. How many overs did they take to chase it down? On the dot. There you go. I, look, I, I do think that we had about five significant momentum shifts today. Like there were points where you're like, well, Australia picking up a fourth wicket being Joe Root before lunch. Like they're in a pretty good spot. But then Ben Stokes comes out and looks cool and calm and collected. Harry Brook moving through the gears. And after lunch, they lose Stokes and Bairstow in quick succession. Both via Mitchell Stark completes his 14th five-wicket bag in Test cricket. Fourth in the fourth innings, which is noteworthy mm -hmm. from a guy who wasn't in the side yeah. for Birmingham a few weeks ago. So they've got the selection right there. Using him at Lords, he was important in that victory. And of course, uh, he'll be um, able to have nine days rest now but yeah all the way through and that partnership 80 to win when Wokes joined yeah. Harry Brook and you're probably thinking this is a game that Australia can win quite comfortably here four wickets to get but all the pressure on the lower order and that partnership Wokes was such a good selection took six wickets with the ball 32 not out with the bat what a oh, return yeah. to test cricket his first test in well more than a year and his first of the baseball era yeah I mean we can't forget his contributions at all yeah Mark Wood who sat up there uh, might have had the bigger impact with the ball and also with the bat and we will come to the wood innings towards the end but uh, Chris Wokes kept it together had dropped catches or catches go down of his bowling. He could have had Mitchell Marsh at 12 before Marsh went on to make that 100 mm. uh, on that first afternoon. Uh, but even in the second innings, it was he who made the difference with the ball last evening, got rid of Alex Carey and Mitchell Marsh again. Uh, and he just showed the maturity, the composure of someone who's done this before. Right, Chris Wokes, what, three years ago, saw England home in a tight run chase in different conditions, but difficult conditions against Pakistan with 84 not out. Uh, they just needed a partnership at that point. But I think the the one thing that England will take from this is it wasn't the Ben Stokes show. In fact, like, you know, he played a part role today. Uh, and then he just watched on nervously. And like you said, he kept walking up and down apparently for two kilometers. Uh, it was Harry Brook. Uh, I, I call it the coming of age on air. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he needed an innings like this uh, where he played the way he likes to play with freedom. But he also, it, it, it was... Uh, a wide ball innings, like he showed a lot of uh, cricket smartness, uh, which we haven't seen often by from him earlier on in the series. He controlled the run chase really well, even when he was walking, uh, batting with Chris Wokes. Every time Australia went short to him, he picked the right 
pockets in this ground to target and he, and he found boundaries when it mattered. He, he wasn't there to see it over the line and he sounded pretty disappointed when he spoke to SCN Test Cricket. Uh, but he played a vital, vital role in Australia or England staying alive in the series. Yeah, it, it felt like the, the, the fact that he was able to bat at number five was a, a function of Moen Ali. Um, going up to number three. If, if not for that, this game might take another direction as well. So credit to England for having the presence of mind and realising that, he, that he's better down the list than he is at number three. He's better suited to batting down the order when the ball's a little bit older and able to play the game on his terms. No, Moin, apparently it was Moin Ali who walked up to Ben Stokes and said, I want to bat number three. I want to take on the Australians. Kind of tells you uh, why the series is going to get even more exciting because I think England as a team are coming into their own as well. Look, I mean, they've done, done what they wanted to do in the last 12 months, but this is a very different challenge and they're finding ways to do it. I don't think this is a basketball test at all. This is a proper test match, even though they scored at over 5 and over to chase it down. That happened a lot because of the fields Australia set. There was not as many risks taken today as you've come to expect from this England team. I think they'll take a lot of confidence from that because if the way they play, if they can find two other gears as a team and as individuals, then they are a deadly team. And especially with Mark Wood back and someone like Chris Wokes in the side. Uh, and it, that's why it's impressive what Moeen Ali did. We, again, his contributions in the game as well. He took those two wickets, which again was the turning point at that stage. If Steve Smith and Manas Labushain had seen off that evening, uh, you know they would have come back out and Australia would, would have been in a better position and England would have been chasing 350, not 250. They never really went to the bouncer wall, which is what played out in the fourth innings at Lords um, until quite late when I didn't have a lot of runs to work with after Wokes and, uh, and uh, Brooke were getting after them and they never really gave Murphy a chance to get into the game either. Two overs, one just before lunch, one when they only had 30 runs to play with I suppose. If Nathan Lyon was fit and firing he would have bowled a lot of overs earlier on but Murphy a developing player um, Cummins was keener to stay with the Seamers. Um, one of those is Mitch Stark. I mentioned in passing that he picked up a five wicket bag today um, the very fact that he wasn't there at the start of the series well he'll have to play at Old Trafford he'll have to play at the Oval he's the man in form Oh yeah, he was the one who kept Australia alive, not just uh, at the start of the day, but he's the one who kept coming back and taking wickets at crucial times. Uh, he gave them the first two wickets, uh, and then like we said earlier, he got rid of Stokes and Besto. And just uh, uh, look, he's been given the license to bowl fuller. Uh, it does. He's been told that the economy rate doesn't matter, and like he always says, economy rates have never mattered to him. Uh, but it's making him a more dangerous player. And it was the point in difference that uh, Australia did miss, even though they won at Birmingham. Uh, and you've seen why. You you can't line him up, uh, even if you are a Harry Brook or a Johnny Best. So it's so difficult to line him up. Uh, and he's going to play a huge role uh, if Australia are to you know, retain the urn in Manchester or if we reach the Oval and it's too all. Wow, let's. I'm not saying let's hope for that, but uh, because this is an Australian radio station. But uh, if it does come to that, it will just. Uh, be fair, just the way the series has gone so far. Australia will have some pretty good decisions to make at the table um, with Mitchell Marsh putting in such a strong case for selection again next week, even if Cam Green is fit. Uh, and of course, Josh Hazelwood, who, who took a breather this week, Scott Boland didn't take a wicket in the match. There was a, a moment late that really doesn't matter, but with Kerry running back with the flight, it was Boland's catch. It isn't taken. That's, that's the way it goes, I suppose, when, when the chase is on. Uh, what the great news here is, Baz, is that... Uh, um, it does feel like the 2005 Ashes. This is a series now that is well and truly alive because England have got the job done today by three wickets. Our post-game show has been for tyre power, hitting sixes during the winter sale.
Falcon Tyres 25% off. We'll cross the Pennines in nine days from now. But between times, I think uh, players and, and media and everyone involved in the series, you know what we all need? A rest. We do. I can't wait. Uh, I'm going to rent a car. I'm going to uh, drive around this country. Pat Cummins has already, already told me. Mate, make sure you take get an automatic, no more manual cars for you. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go to the South Coast, uh, enjoy my time for the next three, four days. Before I do what I do, I'll be back in the nets watching Marnus and Steve Smith bat. We'll see you all at Old Trafford. A privilege bringing this test match to you for tyre power. We'll do it all again nine days from now. Bye. Four overs this morning. Stark up, bowls here. Oh, that's a lot closer. Yeah. That is out. And Duckett reviews. Must have been an inside edge to review that quickly because that albeit from behind the batter at our end. Here we go. The decision out on the field. Yeah. Two reds and yeah, three baby. reds. Australia get the early breakthrough they required. Stark up to Moeen and he's bowled him. Stumps out of the ground. Moeen Ali's elevation to first drop is short-lived. He's gone for five. Mitchell Stark has both wickets to fall. England, two for 60. Chasing 251. Goes again. Our end delivers here to Brook. Plays with hard hands out through the covers. Middles it to the rope. It runs away on the eastern side of the ground. Brook into double figures with his second boundary. He's 12. He's got the catching cover as well. Boland delivers and Brook slams it away again. A square drive for four. Perfect timing. Back-to-back -back fours moves him to 16. Crawley facing Marsh, and he's instant! He's caught behind! Crawley nicks off again. And just when he looked like he was going to become a real bother for the Australians, Mitch Marsh gets one to shape away, kiss the edge. Carey behind the stumps makes no mistake. That's a third wicket in the session. Into Boulder Root, misses a switch wow. down the leg side. He's wow. edged it! He's edged it, Joe Root is gone! And once again, Australia's captain has the breakthrough against the most important player in the England team. 11 times Pat Cummins has dismissed Joe Root now in Test cricket. That might be amongst the most innocuous of them. A swish, a glove down the leg side, and England, four down. Stark towards us, towards Stokes. Crosses, stabs down the leg side. Has he got anything? Oh, he has! What a oh, he's moment! Going. He's walking off the ground, he's not reviewing it. Stark gets Stokes with a strangle. The England captain gone just after lunch for 13. He throws his head back. Why did I do that? The body language as he departs Headingley throws his bat from hand to hand. England with 90 to win. They've lost their fifth wicket. Ben Stokes four years ago. Cummins bowls short and Brooke pulls it. Pulls it well in front of square. Might get to the boundary. It doesn't quite. Coming around Travis Head cuts it off. But there is a half century for Harry Brook, the young Yorkshireman in a crucial test match at home. He's at Headingley. He's got his Leeds crowd standing to him. And this is an ovation you might normally see for 100. He's only got half of one so far, but he's got England within 60 runs of a win in this third Ashes test match. Over the wicket for Bairstow, who he nicked off a couple of days ago. Stark up. Bowls and best. Oh, hey! Middle stump bent back. Australia needed Stark to deliver after lunch. He's gone bang bang. He gets Stokes, he gets Bearstow. A deep gully for Harry Brook. Stark bowls to him short. Slash in the air. Top edge. Could be caught. They've collided. 
and held the catch. Stark and Cummins crush into one another and Cummins has held on to the catch. Remarkable moment. That was Australian <laughs> rules football. That was body contact under the drop. And Cummins has got both hands to it and hung on. Stark to finish the over. England won to keep themselves in the series. And out through point it goes for four. What a mighty celebration from Mark Wood and Chris Wokes. When Wokes walked in, they needed 80 to win. The head had been cut off the stake with Stokes and Bairstow in quick succession. But what a shrewd selection it was bringing Wokes back into this side. 32 not out. He will be the champion for England here along with Harry Brook. They win by three wickets and the Ashes are well and truly alive. 2-1 at Headingley. And both in 2019 and in 2023, they've been come from behind efforts. They were all but gone at seven for 142 at lunch on day two. But through the work of Mark Wood, Pfeiffer on day one. An explosive innings when all looked lost. And out there at the end as well. A gutsy win, a come from behind win, a famous win. England by three wickets. Pat uh, Cummins, uh, it's been a great tour for you guys so far. Uh, we've just coming off your first defeat. Uh, it was a game like the others, which ebbed and flowed till the very end. Uh, close finish, but just, just to finish on the wrong side. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we were on the wrong side of this one. Um, but another wonderful, wonderful test match. I think we had our chances throughout that we didn't quite grab. Um, and yeah, in the end, I think England played played better this week. Uh, so yeah, it's a shame, but um, a, a great test match. But the game's just got over. Uh, at this stage, in a, in a game like this, do you focus only on like how the last day has played out, or do you look back at other other times during the game where maybe you could have forged ahead or further ahead than you did? Uh, yeah, for sure, the whole game. Um, yeah, just little moments that we didn't quite grab, which hopefully next time if they present themselves, we, we take them. Um, and yeah, a bit with the bat, a bit with the ball. Um, just, yeah, a couple of times I think we could have been really clinical and, and just weren't. And that's something uh, which has been a feature of your captaincy, asking your team to be clinical by being clinical yourself. Uh, just late on day two, the sun was out, like Steve Smith and Manus Labuschagne were out there. Uh, do you think is that where the game sort of changed, where you were on top probably for the last time in this game? Yeah, that, that certainly felt like an opportunity where we could have batted big and put a you know a 300-plus total um, you know for England to chase, which would have been kind of you know pretty tough, I think. Uh, so yeah, that, that was a missed opportunity again in the first innings. You know, I think I'm as guilty as anyone. I think we lost six for thirty, mm. us tailenders. So um, yeah, few few areas we can tidy up. Uh, amazing return for Mitchell Marsh. Uh, contributed in all four innings, wickets, uh, and the sensational hundred, and looked good uh, while he was batting yesterday as well. Yeah, it's so good to see um, Big Mitchy back. Four years since the last test, he's had surgeries to try and get himself right for red ball cricket. Uh, he's put so much time and effort and. See him get another chance and to show what he's made of. Um, I just, yeah, as a really close man, I couldn't be happier for him. And he was awesome, even with the ball today. You know, he's a real option. Felt like he's going to take a wicket. Uh, and speaking of options of the final day, uh, you didn't go much to Todd Murphy. Was it just conditioned or dictated by the conditions, or uh, did you think you didn't have enough runs to play with? Mainly conditions. Um, you know, we knew they were probably going to, if they're going to chase down, it's probably going to be 50 overs and. You know, the ball was still kind of swinging and there's a little bit there for quick bowlers. So, um, yeah, I would have loved to 
bowled Toddy a bit more, but yeah, it's probably just not enough overs to um to get it to him. Um, uh, and, and just now the way Mitchell Marsh has played, you have a break between now and Manchester. It, does does that like is it tempting to just keep him there and well, Cam Green is fit. He looked pretty fit. He was feeling out there uh, to play them both. Together. Is there a scenario where both of them can play together in this series? Yeah, it could be for sure. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll you know take a deep breath and um, come back in a, in a few days and kind of assess where everyone's at. But um, you know the way Mitchie's played, it's yeah, it's kind of. You know, it's hard to leave him out. It's hard to leave Greeny out. You look at the other batters and they've all performed. It's hard to leave anyone else out. So we'll work it out. To, I guess it's a good problem for the selectors to have. Yeah. And different to the last Headingley game, right, four years ago. That was different. You were on top for pretty much most of the game and then Ben Stokes took it away from you. This, it felt like you guys kept coming back into the game more than uh, England doing that. Yeah, I, th- I think that's how I felt as well. Um, again, a couple of chances where we could have really put a big chase you know, in front of England and and we didn't quite get there and um, yeah, we, we got kind of close in the end but uh, yeah, they p- probably made it really tough for ourselves. And just finally, Pat, 3 0 would have been great but you kind of, I'm sure deep inside expected them to come back and 2 uh, 1, it, it's, it's still, you guys are still ahead. Uh, just playing against this England team at times it feels like you're playing on one day or they said they'll finish it off in 50 hours. They have, they, it did. Uh, where do you see the series going from here and, and just about you know that aspect of it yeah I mean it's set up well it's probably fair to where the series at um you know all three games have been quite tight so uh yeah it's set up well for the last two um we've obviously got to win one of them to to win the series I still don't think we've played our best game um even close really so yeah that's the opportunity for our group to got two more cracks at it try and put a great game together yeah, hopefully that best game comes in Manchester absolutely that'd yeah. be nice beautiful <laughs> cheers Matt thanks so much thank you Harry Brook, have you caught your breath here? That was quite a test match, quite a finish. Yeah, it was a phenomenal game again. It was another three out of three. I think we've had a couple of nail biters. So, um, yeah, it's a yeah, phenomenal week. Uh, and just about your innings, uh, you know, you walk in there in this cauldron. Everybody's cheering for you, but Australia have their tails up. And like the rest of the series, there are all these twists and turns. You guys are ahead and then they fight back. So if you could just describe the atmosphere. Atmosphere was unbelievable. Uh, you can probably hear it now. Um, everybody's been phenomenal this week. Yeah, in the first innings was a little challenging for you. I mean, different challenge for you, Harry, batting at number three. At what point did you re- uh, find out that you're batting in your more conventional position at number five? I uh, found out yesterday morning. Actually, Baz just came up to me. There was no discussion. He said, you're batting at number five. Mo's going to go up to number three. So I think Mo came up to Stokes and Baz and was like, I'm ready. I want to I wanna go up there. I want to take it on. So... Uh, hats off to Mo and obviously I've been comfortable there at number five for the last couple of years so um, yeah it's uh, yeah, it was nice to be back down there but uh, I've said plenty of times I've bat wherever the team needs me to. And, and you know there were different parts like you you come out to bat, uh, you still have a lot of wickets left in hand and then Root gets out then you know the, uh, in a, the space of a few overs uh, Stokes and Bairstow get out. How did your role change during that run chase? Well, I think they were just going to try and bowl at Wokesy as much as possible. So um, I had belief in Wokesy. He's a good enough player to be able to handle whatever they took at him. So uh, I was just trying to rotate strike. And it was fairly easy for me to get off strike, to be honest, because they had everybody out. So, yeah, I just um, yeah, tried to give the strike to Wokesy. And, uh, yeah, like I said, he's a good enough player to take whatever. Yeah, we just see Mark Wood. I think he's the player of the match. What a, what a return to test cricket. I mean, can you just talk about what it is like to have Mark Wood in your team? He did it with the ball, he did it with the bat in both innings. Yeah, he's a, he's a special player, isn't he? He's, 
the, the way he bowled in that first spell was was phenomenal. He was bowling some serious gas, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that he's on my side, to be honest. <laughs> uh, and just when you get out, obviously disappointed, you look well on task to take them home. Uh, uh, what were, what was going through your head as you were walking over the field? Like, Ugh, there, but not nearly enough there. Yeah, it hasn't happened much in my short career. I like I, I like to get us over the line, to be honest, so far. But um, yeah, it's uh, disappointing, disappointing for me. But like you said, I'm just glad that we've won the game. And um, I, I do hate it when I don't get us over the line. But like I said, we've won the game, so who cares? Exactly. And finally, it's already been a great Ashes series. Two test matches to go. You guys are back. There's a little bit of a break. Uh, where does this series go from here? And just to be back and the Ashes to be alive. Yeah, we got a little bit of a break, like you said, just now. So uh, go go away, chill out, and then come back in a couple of weeks and, and hit them hard again. So um, we'll see what happens in Manchester. Not enough time to celebrate. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Cheers, Thank, Thank you. you.